Only two more trips remain as we tour the NFL. Today we hit the AFC South, and we'll talk about it next. It's the 414 Sports Podcast. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Again, to the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in and joining us, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. Glad that you're taking a few minutes to listen to today's episode. Only two more stops now left as we've been taking our tour around the NFL. Today, we stop at the AFC South. As good as we talked about the AFC West, as talented as those teams are in the AFC West, where you could make an argument for each of those teams to flat out win it. You could make an argument for the four teams in the AFC South to fall flat on their face. And so as we look at the AFC South, there are some questions that rise. So, This is a division that has not seen a division winner for more than two consecutive seasons since the Colts did it back in 2003 through 2007. That was when Peyton Manning had the AFC South in the palm of his hand, kind of like the way Aaron Rodgers has had the NFC North for the Green Bay Packers. We've seen changes with the Jaguars as far as the coach goes. We've seen quarterback changes. We're seeing everything in the AFC South, and yet there is not a team necessarily that can leap out and claim that they have the outright lead as far as potentially being division champs. So as always, we'll start with the team that we think will go ahead and win it, and then work our way from there. Now, there's two teams that, for me, are head and shoulders above the other two. And the nip and tuck, for me, goes between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. I'll take the Indianapolis Colts this year to outright win the AFC South. Now, the Colts in the offseason picked up Matt Ryan. Getting Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons to now take the helm for head coach Frank Reich, who got what he could out of Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz, as we talked about with his time now in Washington, moving to the commanders from Indianapolis after falling flat on his face last year when the Colts needed him to play at at least a good level. He didn't need to be MVP level. He needed to be good Couldn't do that. Colts don't make the playoffs. They part ways with Carson Wentz, and they bring in Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan 
hasn't been obviously the Matt Ryan of his heyday. But he is he is beyond serviceable. He is still a good quarterback. And the way this team can run the football with our Wisconsin native Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, that will offset some of the pressure that should be under this new quarterback being Matt Ryan, an, an old quarterback being new. So I think their ability to run the ball. I think when you look at the receiving core and T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., I think there's enough elements offensively with a quarterback like Matt Ryan, who is, as I said, beyond serviceable and smart. I think the on-field smarts, for lack of a better way of saying it, is going to be much greater under Ryan than it was with Carson Wentz. So because of the increase in skill set now at the quarterback position with the Indianapolis Colts mixed in with all of the returning players and Frank Reich at the helm, I like the Indianapolis Colts to win. In second, and almost a 1B, is the Tennessee Titans. At some point, Tennessee is going to have to get a little bit more out of Ryan Tannehill. If they can get a little bit more off of Ryan Tannehill and relax the load on Derrick Henry, at some point, running backs who have been utilized excessively, they just diminish. The body just can't do it anymore. I equate that to sometimes an offensive lineman who the year before looked like he was Pro Bowl caliber and suddenly the next year returns and you wonder what happened. Well, as we've said time and time again, age wins all the time. And suddenly age creeps in, and even though mentally you know exactly what you're going to do, the body's just like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Same thing happens with relief pitchers in baseball. One year they're all-stars, and the next year they, they can't get anybody out. Age always wins. Well, age can be expedited. It can be sped up at the running back position, just do simply to wear and tear. So if the Titans are to have success this year, they're going to need more out of Ryan Tannehill. They have the ability to do so. He seems more than a competent and capable quarterback, but the question marks have always been there, so they've relied on Derrick Henry. If that's going to be the case, then I don't know where Tennessee goes. And just like all of the teams seemingly we've talked about as we've run this tour through the NFL, it all focuses in at the quarterback position. So if Ryan Tannehill can take even a half step above what he's been doing the last year or two, this team will compete with the Indianapolis Colts for a division title. If Ryan Tannehill has reached his maximum potential, Now you're looking at a team that this year will finish second, but very quickly could find themselves on the downside of that roller coaster looking for an opportunity to rebuild. So those are the front two as far as the AFC South. We'll take a quick break, and we'll talk about two teams that heaven help us if you have to sit and watch these two teams play this year, and we'll talk about it next. 
right, let's wrap up our conversation on the AFC South. Going into break, I said if these two teams remaining in the AFC South are playing, let's say, on a Monday or Thursday night, heaven help us all, but I'll retract that just a little bit. One of those two I'm very interested in watching play this year because I think they're about to take a huge step. Now, you can take a huge step and still only come away with five or six wins, but I think the organization and I think the team in and of itself will look more like a football team than the soap opera that it was last year, and I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last last year, excuse me, under Urban Meyer, that team was a soap opera. Urban Meyer took a college mentality to the pros. It did not work. Nick Saban tried it years ago with the Miami Dolphins. It did not work. When you've been a highly successful college coach and you have done everything, right, you, you help with the recruiting. You, you just have your hand in every aspect of the organization, and you walk around as king because you make all of the final decisions. And you're successful. That, that's, that's a recipe for a big ego. And Urban Meyer had a big ego going to the NFL. And the way you coach at the collegiate level is different than what you do at the NFL level, and he found that out very quickly. And his behavior off the field didn't help matters. So now that that has subsided, now that Jacksonville has brought in Doug Peterson, a quarterback who has, during his playing days, been around the league, obviously for us here in Wisconsin, a backup for Brett Favre for many, many years, who has coached and has been successful as a head coach, I think is what exactly the Jacksonville Jaguars need, and I think it's what Trevor Lawrence needs. Trevor Lawrence, the former number one overall pick, didn't look like the number one overall pick last year, but credit that to the coaching and the soap opera that was taking place in Jacksonville. Watch what Doug Peterson does to Trevor Lawrence. I think we're going to see Trevor Lawrence make some huge strides this year. The athletic ability is there. He needs somebody like Doug Peterson who's been around the NFL, who understands defenses and all of the varying elements that go into quarterback play in the NFL. Doug Peterson understands, and I think he's going to be a big reason why Trevor Lawrence takes a gigantic step. Now, a gigantic step is if I said before, I don't know if I did, but for the Jaguars, could be six wins. But if they're competitive... Think about the Lions last year. The Lions' record was abysmal, but they were competitive, and that's why people are excited for the Lions going into this season. If the Jaguars are competitive, that'll reinvigorate Jacksonville fans moving not only through this year, but next. Now you bring in Travis Etienne, who was a teammate in college of Trevor Lawrence. How is Travis Etienne going to be used? There are some new wrinkles in the defense in Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville could be a very, very entertaining watch. Now, the team I will not back down from of the OMG, if they're on on a Monday or a Thursday evening and we're forced to watch, and that will be the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith is replacing David Culley, who, by all accounts, really kept that team together and fighting hard last year and moving forward, but the Texans are in this right now situation where they want to clean house 
They have all of these accusations from victims of the alleged atrocities that were done by Deshaun Watson, that they were an alleged accomplice to all of this hanging over their heads. There again, that soap opera that existed over Jacksonville, that cloud is just shifted on over to the Houston Texans. So now Lovey Smith comes in, in in a situation where I am sure Lovey Smith took the job because why? There's only so many head coaching positions in the NFL. I'm going to get an opportunity to be back under the headset at, at an NFL level. So I'm going to jump at this opportunity. Unfortunately, he's really in a no-win situation. A, a situation to watch with the Houston Texans is Davis Mills at quarterback. Davis Mills last year, who kind of stepped in in the midst of all the chaos and played fairly well. Does Davis Mills take that next step? and force then the Houston Texans to sign him to a significant contract and kind of eliminate what may have been a quarterback search going into next season already. May have may they have found their quarterback in Davis Mills. This season it will remain to be seen. Did Davis Mills experience that success because of how David Culley was coaching him or Will that transfer over, in this case, to now Lovey Smith at the helm? The question marks are there, but I think for many, the reality is going to be that the Houston Texans are in for a very, very long year. All right, that concludes things with the AFC South. We have one more stop on our NFL tour, and we'll head to the AFC East in our next episode. We'll wrap things up with the AFC East. We'll make our picks for who we think will come out of the AFC, AFC excuse me, to represent them in the Super Bowl. And then we'll make our way too early Super Bowl pick going into now what will be pretty shortly the Hall of Fame game and the kickoff to the NFL preseason. As always, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Don Wachillis. Take care of one another. We'll see you next time.